Blog Talk Radio.
And I believe the next leg, if I remember correctly, the next leg will be one of those free starts uh, going that bit of distance over 4,000 meters. But uh, it's going to be a great event. Uh, It's race six on the program. We certainly appreciate everybody joining us. The weather conditions over in France, uh, it appears to be a little chilly. I see a lot of jackets over there. Uh, Watching the live feed from uh, Latron.com. And uh, also... It looks like there may be a touch of rain in the air. It doesn't look like it's coming down too hard, Mike. And I know you're praying that the rain stays away from a caller's point of view. But uh, it does look like that uh, there's a smatter of rain in the area, Mike. Hopefully you can stay away for another half hour. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping so anyway. I'm hoping that the rain will stay away. Well, Mike, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to talk about this race with Brandon Valvo, and he's actually got some interesting information regarding Anna Mix and the starting gate uh, from uh, from the Prix d'Amérique. So we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, you'll have more of the Prix de France live on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Hello, this is Kayla Strah, and I'm here to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It is the fastest-growing legal, safe, and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. BetAmerica covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to BetAmerica receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the BetAmerica way. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. Special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. It's the Pre de France special. And right now we're joined by uh, our international expert, Brandon Valvo. Brandon, welcome to the program, sir. Brandon, you there? Hey, Mike, it would help uh, if he was unmuted. <laughs> well, hey, you've got the run of the studio, my friend. You are at the control. I, completely forgot, I completely forgot about that. Whoops. <laughs> That's all right. Is Brandon with us? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's I am. How are you, buddy? Good to good to talk to you. It's been a while. Yeah, nice to nice to talk to you guys. Well, Prix de France uh, going. It's the second leg of the French Triple Crown. Uh, Four hundred thousand dollars euro is the purse. Uh, Four hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred ninety-nine dollars translated into American. Brandon, you've got a good field of fourteen here. Obviously, uh, all lines are going to be on the Great Bold Eagle, but uh, perhaps there are some other threats uh, that can play spoiler here, huh? Well, there's definitely some interesting horses. Um, you know, a lot of people would immediately jump to Tomoko. He's uh, ten years old. He's the top earner in the field. This is his sixth consecutive year competing in this race. He won it in 2015. Um, you know, the only kind of hang-up with him is he's never finished ahead of Bald Eagle in six matchups to date. So, um, you know, he, he's even at 10 years old, he's in great form, but um, Bald Eagle might just be 
a level above him. There's other interesting horses in here. Uh, Umexico Free, he hasn't raced since August. Uh, you know, he's a very, very talented horse. Unfortunately, he was caught up in uh, last year's cobalt scandal with Fabrice Saloy. Um, been a long time. This, most of his best races have come for around a mile. This is 2,100 meters, it's a mile and a quarter. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what we get from him. He's so talented, but having not raced in so long, it'll be interesting. Really the horse that if anybody can beat Bold Eagle today, which I don't know if they can, but if anybody can, I would say it would be propulsion. Um, a lot of people going into the pre Damarique, he was their wise guy horse, you know. He um, had some issues, some minor issues leading up to the, his final prep race. He was supposed to race in the Prix de Belgique a couple weeks before the pre Uh He didn't get to race in that, uh, just some minor issues. So he actually raced in the pre Damarique off a two-month layoff. So hard to know how that affected him, but bound to be better today, I think. He also had a pretty tough trip in the pre Damarique. Still finished fourth, so he has every right to improve today. So he's a serious horse. Um, so if I had to pick somebody who I thought might be able to upset Boldy, I would, I would side with Propulsion here. Now, Brandon, uh, let's talk a little bit about the start uh, of this race. Um, obviously, the last race was a free start. We talked a little bit briefly off the air about Anna Mix, who can only compete mm-hmm. here uh, because of the mobile starting gate. Uh, can you explain uh, what happened in uh, what happened in Anna Mix's last start? Sure. So this is a frequent problem she's had. Last year, she got suspended from standing starts um, for a time because she refused to start in a race. Um, she got her ticket to the Prix d'Amérique by winning the Prix de Bretagne in November. Um, even in that race, which was a standing start, she was very, very slow to start. I mean, she spotted the field probably 15 lengths, maybe more at the start because she was so slow to turn. Uh, and then in the Prix d'Amérique, she refused to turn, refused to race. Uh, she refused twice, and you refuse twice, you get scratched. And this time, uh, the steward handed her an, in, an indefinite ban on. Don't know if that means she won't be able to do them ever or if they'll lift that eventually if they see evidence that she's changed, but this has been a long problem with her. So today it is a mobile starting gate like we're used to in the United States, and uh, you know she has no problems with those. She can compete today. Very interesting, of course, talking about Anna Mix, the seven-year-old mare, one of two Frank LeBlanc trainees in this particular race. Brandon, you brought up a horse, uh, uh, Propulsion. This is a mm-hmm. horse that was purchased for $250,000 at the Lexington Selects uh, sale. We talked a little bit about this before uh, you got on. Previously trained by Tony Alani, it was owned by Jeff Garrell, Marvin Katz, Alib Feld and Company. I mean, some very high-priority owners. And this was a horse that was very well-meant. I mean, they thought the sky was the limit with this horse. Now this horse comes overseas, uh, making his third start since being overseas. Uh, Orhan Kilstrom, who's had a lot of success overseas, one of the great drivers over there, will do the driving. One of several Daniel Redden trainees in this particular race. Uh, Propulsion obviously is a little bit of a wild card. Can she go with Bald Eagle? Um, Well, you know, that remains to be seen if you can go with Bald Eagle. Um, But like I said, I think if anybody has a chance to upset today. I think it's probably him. 
visiting with Brandon Valvo. It's the Prix de France show brought to you by Bet America. I'd say we're probably about 19 minutes away from a start. Our good man, Mike Carter, is going to have the American call. As a matter of fact, Mike is studying right now, and I've given him some advice. Caps. Caps is the way to go. At least that's how that saved me in the uh, in, in the Prix de Paris. You know, last year the the uh, because all these drivers have different color caps and and a lot of times when you've got the same colors, which by the way, as an announcer, especially in a race like this, you're really depending on colors. Um, the caps could be the way to go to distinguish some of them similar colors. But about the Prix de France, once again, it's 400,000 euro. Uh, it's 2,100 meters, so a little over a, a mile and a quarter. That seems like that's kind of a standard distance, wouldn't you say, Brandon, over there? Um, definitely more of a standard distance. A mile is sort of considered a sprint, and they don't even have mile races at that, this end. So 2,100 is you know, a shorter distance for them, um, for sure. And one of the interesting things uh, about the French Triple Crown, which is different than the Triple Crown in the United States, even in thoroughbreds or harness, is that the French Triple Crown is actually for four to ten-year-olds. So, you know, listen, you've got the six or seven years there where you can actually race and you see older horses uh, competing in these Triple Crowns. And that, that makes for some interesting races and some interesting rivalries, Brandon. Oh, it definitely does. I mean, one of the most interesting things, I think, um, is Tomoko, you know, he's 10 years old. This is, so this is the last year he can compete in these races, the last year he can compete in France. Um, but I said this is his sixth consecutive year competing in the Prix de France. You know, this was his sixth consecutive year competing in the Prix d'Amérique. Um, and it's so interesting, you know, he had to race ready cash earlier in his career, and now he has to race Bold Eagle late in his career, and Bold Eagle is obviously a son of Ready Cash, so it's kind of interesting for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a look at Bold Eagle a little bit more when we come back. Brandon, I know you had a chance to go overseas and, and spend some time with the great horse, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, we're going to go through the field individually, and then it's the call of the 2017 Pre-The France with Mike Carter, the American race call, and that's all ahead on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Racing returns to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono on Saturday, March 18th. Opening night post time is 6.30 p.m. with a chance to win up to $100 in live racing vouchers. Grab your program, drop the attached registration coupon in the box of the clubhouse lobby, and winning names will be announced after races 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 10. Racing continues in March on the 21st, 25th, 26th, and 28th. Get the full schedule at MoheganSunPocono.com. Get ready for another record-breaking season at the Downs. Here at the stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Five men. Together, we will reinvent harness racing. Whoa, this is going to revolutionize. 
fractionalize everything. One place. Why settle for less when you can settle for more? I think I can bring uh, the most uh, to the table for the USDA as their president. It's a great organization, and uh, I'd really like to, to give it my all. One goal, to make harness racing. Harness racing. Harness racing. Great. Again. Catch the first-ever USDA presidential debate Thursday, February 16th at 7.30 at posttime with MikeAndMike.com or on demand on the Pet America Radio Network. We're back on posttime with Mike and Mike. All right, it's been a while since you run it. Mike Bozich, Mike Carter, Brandon Valdo joining us. It's a very special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It's the American Race Call of the 2017 Prix de France. And right now, as we take a look at the feed live from France, we see the parade. The horses probably are just a few minutes away from coming onto the racetrack for the parade but i'll tell you what guys this is uh quite a doing i mean this is like a full out parade uh you see a lot of different uh types of pageantry going on you see marching bands you see tubes and uh, this is obviously a very very big deal guys Yeah, definitely. It's a uh, it's a, looks like a lot of fun, and you know Ryan Macedonio uh, was over there for the Prix d'Amérique, and you know he shared his experiences on Facebook and said he just had an absolute blast while over in France. Well, Brandon, let's uh, let's take a uh, take an in depth look here into this race. Um, as we look at the field of 14 and up and quick is uh, a horse that draws the rail here, uh, Brandon. And the one thing about up and quick that I, I like is, you know, he has a, a seem to have a strong ability to win. His last couple of starts have been kind of hit or miss. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, up and quick and uh, what his problem has been lately. Well, he's one of my favorite horses over there. He won the freedom race in 2015. Uh, he beat, Rivals Voltaire de Mer and Tomoko. Uh, that race, um, he was a two-time winner of the Grand Prix de Paris, which is a 4,150-meter marathon. Uh, he won that back-to-back years, 2014-2015. So he's had a lot of success in these big races, Group One races uh, in France. Last year, he emerged from the Prix d'Amérique with a fracture to one of the bones in his hip. Um, so he's missed a lot, a lot of time. Uh, he won his comeback race in an overnight in Belgium in uh, December 29th. Uh, and he raced in the Grand Prix de Belgique, which is a pre-Domerique prep. Don't really know what they were expecting there. He did make a break. Um, this is probably going to be a prep for the Prix de Paris. And they really want to have him ready for that Prix de Paris. So um, don't know if you can expect a top effort today. But um, hopefully, hopefully he'll... Um, show them something. Hopefully he'll look good because it would be really nice to see him get back to his good form. Up and quick with 13 wins over 1.9 euro earned. Will be driven by uh, Matthew Modier, Frank LeBlanc, one of two trainees. Frank also trains the two. Anna Mix, uh, the seven-year-old man. Brandon, we had a chance to uh, talk about her. 15 wins over 1 million er, uh, euro earned. 
second in the Prix de Paris in 2015. Best year in 2016, Brandon won five races for over 430K. Uh, and we talked about her starting issues and the mobile gate should actually play to her advantage here today. Uh, well, it definitely can't hurt. Um, you know, she's a good horse. It's just uh, a matter of whether she can go with Bold Eagle and these other top horses. We'll see. She's very talented. You know, she's made over a million euros. So um, we'll see what happens. Her last three races have come in Sweden and um, some kind of open events and things like that. So we'll see how she does. Now, Brandon, Lionel played upset to Bold Eagle's Triple Crown chances last year and was third in the Prix d'Amérique, um, but hasn't really uh, hasn't won a race since back on April the 23rd uh, of 2016 in the uh, Prix de l'Antelique. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, Lionel, and you know he, he seems to be kind of coming back uh, to form, but he, he seems like he's uh, only a minor share kind of a horse here lately. Yeah, like you said, it's been a while since he's won a race. Um, used to be with Fabrice Solari. He's now with Daniel Raiden. Um, like you said, he's been hitting the board a lot. Um, he is a good horse, one of the only horses in the last year who's beaten Bold Eagle. There's only been a couple of them, and he's one of them. Um, so we'll see how he does. It's you know, he, Of the three Daniel Raiden trainees, he's not my top pick to beat Bold Eagle, but um, he's certainly a good horse, very talented horse just shy of a million in earnings and um we'll see how he does yeah just one win since that the big upset in last year's pretty to paris well bold eagle guys is the horse that obviously uh everybody's looking at only five losses in his career 31 wins earnings of 2.7 million euro obviously has unfinished business in this year's french triple crown after suffering that defeat to lionel uh, to win it all last year and we talked about his father brandon ready cash raced up until 2014 won two legs of the french triple crown in 2013 including this event but uh, let's backtrack a little bit bold eagles performance in the pre Amerique. uh i think this you know it was looking a little dicey as far as uh, the prospects of him getting racing room last time because he was about sixth or seventh over. And then there were horses coming three wide to the outside of him. And he went a lot of the, I would say probably that uh, third quarter, a little bit after that without racing room. And then luckily things opened up and then he just went on to dominate, but there's certainly a very impressive performance. Yeah. Like you said, there was a little traffic issues and most of it stems from the start of the race uh, with Animix holding up the start so much. He was really out of position. If you watch the, the start of that race, really out of position. He was behind basically a wall of horses. Usually he likes to start sort of out in the center of the track or even toward the far outside. Likes to take up a spot in the outer tier, but much closer to the front than what you saw last time. So he was not in an ideal position last time. Did have traffic trouble on the far turn. Was kind of in a blind switch for a little while. Um, you know, he has one of the best drivers in France one of the best in the world, and uh, did find a way through. Um, the traffic kind of dissipated because nobody can really go with him. Um, so once he did find a little room, he was basically gone. Um, but he did have to navigate some traffic last time, which is something we haven't really tended to see from him because he's usually in a perfect position. Brandon, the five is Woldiger de Mert, and this horse has not won at all in uh, since the beginning of 2016. It seems kind of a wild card horse here. Well, yeah, you know, I always like him. I always like him. He's made 1.3 million. 
he finished second in the 2015 Prix d'Amérique out of 99 to one. But you know, it wasn't really a fluke. He had won and placed in many stakes races before that, and he's still placed in several stakes races since then. Um, lately, you're right; he hasn't been in the best form. Um, we'll see what happens. He's definitely a longer shot in this field. Um, I always kind of like him, though. It'd be nice to see him hit the board. Number six, Tomoka, one of the uh, big challengers to Bold Eagle in this particular race. The 10-year-old has 31 wins, a uh, leading money earner in the group, as you mentioned earlier, Brandon, over 4.3 euro, uh, has made over 640K uh, euro in each of the last four starts. Uh, looking at the pre-Diamerique effort, Brandon, he was used very, very hard early, battled for the lead, finally did clear the lead, just had nothing left towards the end, perhaps looking for a better effort here from Tomoku today. Yeah, you said it. He was used very hard. Ended up finishing 11th. Um, can't really fault him too much for that. You know, he always likes to go out, sit first or second. So um, the shorter distance probably plays to his advantage. And hopefully he won't have to work as hard if those two things come together. He could deliver a top performance. Even at 10 years old, he's still in top form. I mean, he's still in great racing form. Um, it's just that problem, like I mentioned earlier. He's faced World Eagle. Uh, six times and never finished ahead of him. So we'll see what happens. Kind of an interesting with Bald Eagle and Tomoko. You know, they both breed and race. Uh, Bald Eagle covered something like 169 mares last year. Um, Tomoko, she's been siring so many winners lately. Kind of interesting how it works over there. He's been racing on some of the cards where his progeny have been winning. So that's kind of interesting. Wow. All right, the seven is Akeem Ducap Vert. And Brandon, uh, I, I'm looking at the Latrot app, and correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like he made a break in the Pre de Amérique. Is that, is yeah, am I did. saying that correctly? So it looks like he was disqualified in the Pre. Looks like he was disqualified in that race and has not won a race uh, since the Pre de Bretagne on November the 21st of 2015. Seems to have been kind of hit or miss as of late, but uh, the last couple of starts just don't uh, jump off the page at me. Yeah, you know, kind of hit or miss. He is a talented horse, but probably not in that top, top tier. He's definitely a long shot in this race based on his recent form. Like you said, did make a break in the pre-dom rig. Shortly after the start, he, he galloped and uh, his day was over there, but um, definitely a longer shot in this field, that's for sure. All right, closing it on post time, Mike. You might want to keep an eye on that. Number eight is Wild Honey, and this horse obviously very familiar to uh, our American audience. Is the youngest horse in the race at age five. She won the Hamiltonian Oaks here in the state. She was a world record holder on a half for a two-year-old Philly Trotter, Pennsylvania Sire Stakes champion. She's making her third start overseas, Brandon, and she's one of several uh, Daniel Redden trainees in this race. What do you make of her? Yeah, you know, it's nice to see an American in the field, right? Um, she qualified for the Prix d'Amérique by finishing third in the Prix de Belgique about a month ago. Um, Prix d'Amérique, she kind of rode the pylon. She was shuffled to the back of the pack, made a break on the final turn. She does have a record of six for 11 starts overall in Europe, but all six wins came in Sweden. Uh, remains to be seen how she'll race, you know, if she'll really have success at the top level in France. And this is not an easy field to try to prove yourself in. So we'll see what happens. You know, you're always kind of have a soft spot for the Americans over here, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. She's definitely an outsider, I would say. 
Brandon Nine in the field is Un Mech de Herapre. And, you know, uh, this horse is coming off two straight victories. has won three uh, of his last four. Uh, what do you make of this horse? Well, he's a very good horse, very talented horse. Just been a long time since he's raced. Hasn't raced since August. Um, in two, two starts back, he beat Propulsion in a third heat race off of the Happy Store Prix. Um, again, that was back in August, and it was at just over a mile. Um, we'll see how he does over this distance. It's a little longer than probably his best distance. Very fast horse, very talented. And, um, you know, if he's ready, we'll see if he's ready. But uh, if he is ready, he could be good. But we just kind of a question mark for me. Number 10, Call Me Keepers, seven-year-old mare. She's got 10 wins over 526K uh, euro uh, earned. Sixth place finish in the pre-Diamma ring. She does have seven wins of 10 starts last year, Brandon, but obviously against a lot easier company than what she uh, faces today. Yeah, Call Me Keeper, he's a, you know, another good horse. It's hard to find, you know, a horse in this field who's not a good horse. I say that about all of them, I guess. But um, like you said, not necessarily um, near the top of the list in this race going to be a long shot um did finish second in the pre-de belgique that was kind of that was not the strongest race in my opinion six in the pre-demerique um good horse but you know this would be a tough spot for him next in the field is propulsion and this was the american horse was second uh in the pre-de bretagne and then made a break in his next start and then was fourth in the pre-de amerique uh behind bold eagle and tomoku and propulsion uh he gets Oran Kilstrom, who's not a shabby driver by any means, Brandon. No, he's, for my money, probably the best driver anywhere. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, like you said, he, he was the second choice in the batting in the Prix-Domerique. Uh, he, like I said earlier, he raced in the Prix-Domerique off a of November 20th layoff, which certainly didn't help his chances. He missed his final prep race for the Prix-Domerique with some minor issues, minor hoof issues. You know, having that race under his belt is probably going to help him. He still finished fourth, even with a pretty tough trip and everything that happened. But um, it was, you know, not a close fourth. Let's put it that way. Bold Eagle was sort of a runaway winner. Um, but if anybody can beat Bold Eagle in this spot, I think it's probably propulsion. We've seen whether he can actually beat him. Uh, on paper, you know, he's the likely second choice. 12 is Amarel Sasha, 7-year-old, 14 wins, just under a million uh, euro earned, uh, certainly facing a tougher group here, won 5 of 12 in 2016, making uh, uh, just under 400k euro for uh, driver Eric Rafine and trainer Florent Lamar. What do we make of uh, the 7-year-old, Brandon? Yeah, you know, he's a good horse. Um, hasn't been in the best form lately. He made some noise last year in the Pre-Demory prep races. Um not the best form right now, so he's going to be a long shot today. 13 in the field is Princess Griff, and Brandon, this is another horse that has not been performing all that well. Was 10th in the pre-Damerique. Uh, not really sure what to make of Princess Griff here from post-13. Yeah, another one of these kind of longer shots that's not in the best form. You know, she's getting into these races. You know, she's made just under a million, so she's obviously talented, but um, not in the best form. This is probably, you know, a tough spot for her, I would say. All right, and finally, the 14 is Ursa Major, a nine-year-old mare, 15 wins, uh, just over 400K uh, euro earned, two wins last season uh, against uh, much easier for driver Pierre Christian 
Jean and the trainer uh, Stefan Provost. What do you make of uh, Ursa Major, Brandon? Her last start uh, was in the Group 1 Monty Stakes, pre de Cornular. Uh, it's the biggest Monty Stakes in the world at 700,000 euros. Uh, it's the week before the pre Uh So, um, you know, she's been in these Monty races. Uh, she did make a break there. Um, three starts back, she won a Monty race, $85,000, kind of overnight stakes type of race. Um, again, another long shot in this field. Um, I don't know exactly what to make of her. We'll see what happens. Um, definitely a long shot, though. All right, that's the field for the 2017 Pre de France. The flags are away, but if you look at the live feed, we're about three minutes and 20 seconds away from a start. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, it is the live American call of the 2017 Pre de France. Mike Carter, don't be nervous, my friend. You got this. Post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Hey, I'm Chantel Sutherland Cruz and want to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world. New players receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit, up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 equine census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million. And our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. One minute and 20 seconds away from the start of the 2017 Prix de France, featuring a Bold Eagle, certainly a heavy favorite in here, a field of 14 as they complete their warm-ups. Uh, Brandon, let's uh, give us some final thoughts before the start of this thing. We're about a minute away. Well, a lot of the discussion leading up to this race is, is Bold Eagle really invincible? You know, uh, been many horses who have beaten him in France. Uh, he There certainly hasn't been anybody in this Predominant prep season, who's been able to beat him? Um, so a lot. That's what a lot of the discussion is centered on. You know, people were asking more this week. Can he break, you know, the stakes record or the record for this distance? More so than they were asking, can a horse beat him? Um, so we'll see what happens. He is obvious horse to beat. He is extremely talented. He's one of my favorite horses, and um, his predominant was just. Uh, so special to watch, you know. He's so talented, he makes it look easy, even when he's in a tough spot. So all eyes are going to be on Bold Eagle. 
And I'll tell you what, they were just showing Bold Eagle warming up and uh, obviously very, very uh, determined, uh, a little bit of a, a break to his stride, but I think that's uh, kind of normal watching Bold Eagle warm up uh, right before his races. Also showed propulsion on the track just a moment ago, and I'm going to tell you what, propulsion looks like a million bucks out there. And uh, so uh, they're getting ready to go, Mike Carter. Are you ready to rock and roll? I'm as ready as I'm going to be, so we'll see what All happens right. here. Well, listen, with the call of the 2017 Prix de France from Vincennes, Paris, let's send it out, or Vincennes, France, I should say, let's send it out to Mike Carter. Mike? Starter collects the field for the Prix de France, all eyes on post four, Bold Eagle, looking to capture the second leg of the French Triple Crown. Lionel draws to the inside after defeating him last year in the Prix de Paris. They're at the post, and here they come. And they're off. Bold Eagle got a very good beginning. Blasting from the outside is Tomoku. So Tomoku will take the lead early on as they race into that first turn. Voldegar de Mert got a good beginning in between horses there, too, as they go by the stands for the first time. It's Tomoku who's on top. Voldegar de Mert racing from in the second. Then comes Wild Honey, who had a very good beginning, who now takes over the second position as they race around the turn. Bold Eagle is in the middle of the pack as they race around the turn. Coming up with a outside here comes Unmec de Air Perey on the far outside. So Unmec de Air Perey goes on to take over the top spot leading by a length over Tomoku in a second. Outside parked out is Wild Honey. Second over to the outside is Voldegar de Mert as they move up the back stretch around the turn they go making a break in the field was Animal Sasha. Animal Sasha has made a break. So as they make their way around the turn, it is Unmec de Her Prey on top by three lengths over Tomoku in second. Up and quick has made his way up into third, and then Wild Honey is on the outside. Second over to the outside there is Voldegar de Mert. Bold Eagle is a third up of the flow as they head up the back stretch. It is Unamek de Hair Prey on top by a length. Tomoku in the pocket is second. Wild Honey still trying to advance to the outside third. That at the inside is up and quick. Second up at the outside comes Voldegar de Mert. Bold Eagle will now move to the outside of three wide as they continue around that turn. And Bold Eagle makes his move right now for Frank Navard. He's now third on the outside and he's coming after. Unmec de Hair Parade on the outside. Tomoku trying to gap off cover here, and it is. Unmec de Hair Parade on top. Bold Eagle on the outside is a second. Tomoku is under the whip now as they head around the turn, and Bold Eagle is up to engage Unmec de Hair Parade as they come to the top of the stretch, and it's Unmec de Hair Parade on top. Bold Eagle on the outside is on within a neck of the lead. Tomoku is right there too. Then comes Voldegar de Mert. They turn for home and it's Bold Eagle who comes on to take the lead here. Bold Eagle in front now by a length and a half. Tomoku coming on to be second but it is Bold Eagle who will have another chance at racing immortality and Bold Eagle will win by four lengths over Tomoku in a second. A tight photo for the show position. Woo! That was fantastic, Mr. Carter. Great, great job. Bold Eagle, again impressive in the 2017 uh, Prix de Paris. Mike, you should have you should have done like a Dirk, and you should have took a video of yourself calling that race. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, right. Listen, when the le- when, when you can barely pronounce the leader's name, it's uh, it's course, definitely uh, interesting, course, that's for sure. And, of course, it was it – was, now, now, 
you know, listen, I mean, we're American. French pronunciation is going to be very tough sometimes. And there was about three horses in that particular race that were kind of tough. And, of course, I think probably the toughest one had to have the lead pretty much the whole way. So, of fantastic. course, the toughest, the, 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 the toughest name leads the entire way. I would much rather Vodegar de Mert led the entire way. But, uh, boy, Bold Eagle, impressive again. Tomoku certainly raced a lot better uh, and a show photograph. But uh, congratulations uh, to the connections of uh, Bold Eagle. Brandon, you still with us? Yep. Brandon, what uh, your thoughts on uh, Bold Eagle? A very impressive effort here once again. Yeah, he's just so good. He's just so good. Yeah, I mean, Tomoko was very good there. I mean, you see Tomoko was like two legs clear of the third-place finisher, and Bold Eagle was probably about four lengths clear of Tomoko. He's just in a league of his own here. Um, there's nobody in France that can beat him when he's 100%. And, you know, you're just seeing such a great trotter here. I mean, it's, it's such a great thing to watch. Molta Voldemir did finish uh, third, by the way, and the uh, Call Me Keeper finished fourth in that particular race. Bold Eagle, of course, the winner with uh, Tomoko racing a lot better to finish second. And the fifth went to Mac of Her Prayer. No sign of propulsion, guys. You know, that was one thing I kind of noticed uh, was uh, propulsion was uh, really nowhere to be found. And uh, it, it was kind of a weirdly run race for propulsion, Brandon. Yeah, you know, I'll have to take another look at it because I didn't really um, – I wasn't really following him. I was watching more uh, Tomoko and Bold Eagle, but uh, on the replay, I'll have to take a look and see what happened to him, because you're right, he uh, was really nowhere to be found, and now I see he finished um, sixth, so we'll have to take a look and see where he was in that race, but certainly did not deliver on um, expectations. All right, guys, I'll tell you what, let's take a real quick commercial timeout. Brandon, can you stick with us uh, for the Winter Circle uh, ceremony and all that? Sure. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Bold Eagle, the winner of the 2017 Prix de France. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by America. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Hi, this is Mike Tanner, Executive Vice President of the United States Trotting Association. Five candidates have filed to run for the position of USTA President. The election will take place later this month, and the winner will serve out the remaining two years of former President Phil Langley's term. Here's what you need to know. First, the President is elected by a vote of the USTA Board of Directors, and there are 60 people on the board. Secondly, the election will take place during the Association's annual meeting, specifically on Monday, February 27th. The winner will be the one who gets the most votes, whether a majority is achieved or not, in a five-way race that's important to remember. The position of USTA president is an unpaid one, but the influence and involvement that comes with the job is considerable. The president works with the board to establish a business plan, develops consensus around various industry initiatives, 
has ultimate authority over membership decisions and sets the tone for the organization. He or she also is responsible for assigning most of the executive committee, a small select group of USDA directors that meets periodically and on an as-needed basis throughout the year to consider developing issues that might affect the industry. Whoever the board chooses on February 27th will largely determine the direction the USTA takes over the next few years. The USTA staff and I look forward to working closely with the new president as soon as he takes office. Five men. Together, we will reinvent harness racing. Whoa, this is going to revolutionize everything. One place. Why settle for less when you can settle for more? I think I can bring uh, the most uh, to the table for the USDA as their president. It's a great organization, and uh, I'd really like to, to give it my all. One goal, to make harness racing. Harness racing. Harness racing. Great. Again. Catch the first-ever USDA presidential debate Thursday, February 16th at 7.30 at post-time with MikeAndMike.com or on demand on the Pet America Radio Network. And we're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, Brandon Valdo, joining us as well. Another win for Bold Eagle, certainly impressive. About a four-length score over Tomoku in the end to win the 2017 Prix de France right now. It's the Winner's Circle Ceremonies, the blanket presentation to an undoubted champion of our time, a great trotting specimen, Bold Eagle, right now in the Winner's Circle with the driver, Frank Navard. And, uh, Brandon, let me ask you now, last year we went through the same thing. Bold Eagle was very successful in the Prix de Amérique and the Prix de France. It's to the Prix de Paris. It is a lot longer of a race than the uh, Prix de France. Yeah, it is. I mean, you think about how big the oval is at Vesson, and you have to go around twice. Um, It's a marathon if there ever was one, so... It's a big test. Um, no horse has won all three in the same year since 1976. You know, some of the real purists will say, well, yeah, but the races aren't, haven't always been in this configuration. You know, some years it's been a little different. Um, but like I said, no horse since 1976 has won all three in the same year. And uh, Lechot really likes to brand this as the triple crown now um, in the current format of the races. So um, it's a big test. Hasn't been done in a long time doesn't look like there's anybody that can be full deagle in France, but that kind of distance, you know, could be the equalizer. We'll see what happens in two weeks. All right. Final thoughts, Mike Carter, you had the call over your, uh, give me, give me your final thoughts of the big one. You know, uh, Tomoku really uh, blasted off the gate for a 10 year old. And to be able to have that much speed uh, early on is, is just impeccable. And, you know, the the one thing that I noticed, uh, you know, Bold Eagle made his move about midway around that final turn. And man, did he just explode. Uh, if it's even possible, I think he looked better than he did last year. 
Well, I'll tell you guys, it looked like Frank Navarro was not going to take any chances. Uh, we talked about the traffic issues in the pre Amarique, and luckily for Bald Eagle, was able to get some room there uh, the final uh, eighth of a mile or so. But uh, Frank not taking any chances this time. I mean, sends Bald Eagle out there early, was able to engage, and uh, by the time the stretch came, uh, Bald Eagle had this thing wrapped up, and Tomoka was able to get to the outside for second. But uh, a great trotter of our time, guys. And final thoughts. Like you said, I mean, he had the perfect trip, you know, the exact trip he likes to have about third over, fourth over, that kind of position. Um, You just, you see him make that move that he loves to make on that far turn. And once he hits the stretch, he's usually on even terms and then he just draws away. And, uh, you know, it's what we're accustomed to seeing from him. And, uh, yeah, he looks great today. He always looks great. And um, just adding to his legacy. All right, Mike Carter, tremendous race call. Real quick before we let everybody go, uh, tell us a little bit how you prepared for this race, Mike. I know we talked about colors and caps and all that, but uh, what was your key to success here today? Well, what I'll do, I'll post a picture of what the uh, race calling sheet I got. I just basically did what you uh, what you told me yesterday, uh, just kind of color them myself and uh, use the caps. Uh, the caps, uh, especially with the three, uh, with the eight, the ten, and the eleven here, uh, definitely helped out. I uh, helped out a ton. Yeah, and certainly a, a lot different calling a race off a monitor than a TV, and especially uh, at a track like FinCEN's where they have uh, multiple camera angles. And by the way, they do a heck of a job. I mean, with the camera angles, uh, and you notice if you're watching the live feed, kind of like the NFL where they have the wire and the camera going across the field over the top, that's exactly what they have at Vincent's. Well, we're going to leave you with that picture if you're watching the live feed. Bold Eagle amongst the sea of humanity. A lot of his fans out there. Bold Eagle will once again have a chance to win the 2017 French Triple Crown, and we will have that broadcast. Stay tuned to our social media pages uh, for more information, as well as our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Also, don't forget, coming up on Thursday, it's the big debate, guys. The five USDA presidential candidates will be here at the 30 start time that's coming up this Thursday. You're not going to miss it. On behalf of Brent Valvo and Mike Carter, it's Mike. We'll see you the big debate Thursday at 7.30. Good night, everybody. Post time with Mike and Mike's coverage of the 2017 Prix de France was brought to you by Bet America. Play the Bet America way. The Stable.ca, the affordable way to own a resource. The Maryland Horse Council, representing Maryland's diverse horse community. New vocations, make your next horse the next racehorse. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono, live exciting harness racing begins March 18th. And Embroidery Unlimited, the premier provider of all your embroidery needs.